Hey guys, it's Chauvin here. So today's episode is going to be about jobs. Okay, I've been getting a lot of questions about when's the best time to apply for jobs, being a resident, um, which app, which website should I use to apply for jobs, and different things like that. So I decided to, to do an episode kind of about jobs, um, what I use to apply, some of the resources I recommend, and some interesting facts about our profession going forward. But before we get into that, I want to remind y'all that we have these services, okay? You can go to tinyurl.com slash services to sign up. Um, we're doing residency, fellowship, job mock interviews, anybody that's interested, if you need help with any um, like letter of intents, uh, CV reviews, anything like that, please feel free to sign up and we'll help you guys out with all of that. And please, please, please don't feel like it's something that you have to do alone. I think a lot of us think that, you know, we should be okay. We should be capable of doing everything by ourselves. But remember, there's reasons why there's professionals that do certain things. You know, you don't have to do your taxes alone. There's accountants for that. You know, some, you'll pay a fee sometimes to get an, an ad advice on different things so really that's all we're trying to do um help you guys out with anything so if you feel like you need some additional help and you're not super confident i'd highly recommend you do this because the last thing you want to do is go into the interview that you want for your dream job and not be the most prepared that you can be okay trust me it happened to me <laughs> it happened to other people i know sometimes you think you can just walk up in there you know you know yourself well you can sell yourself oh i'll be fine and then they hit you with a couple curveballs and you don't know how to respond well. So definitely feel free to sign up at tinyurl.com slash services, and we'll do the best that we can to help you guys to be prepared for the interview um, and be prepared to get the job that you want. All right. And please keep in mind that uh, we're still posting um, our episodes on Mondays. Sorry about last week. Uh, I had some issues with um, my laptop, so I wasn't able to to get it posted, um, to be able to get that episode done in time and give it to y'all. Um, so I apologize about that. Tuesdays, we're still doing our, um, teach back Tuesdays. So be looking forward to our Instagram at new underscore caps RX podcast to find out about some new, um, just to get some, some information about some, some drugs or a disease state. And then on Wednesdays, we're doing our self care. Same thing. Go to at new underscore caps RX, um, podcast on Instagram and uh, you can see some of our self-care tips that we recommend for the week. And then on Thursday, we're still doing Test Your Knowledge Thursdays on Instagram on our stories. You can see a quiz um, that's kind of NAPLEX related. And then on Friday, what we'll be doing is um, our Fun Fact Friday. So usually we post it on TikTok um, at CapsRx uh, Podcast and then also on our Instagram account. So at new underscore CapsRx Podcast. So if you haven't yet, please follow us on TikTok follow us on um, Instagram, and then definitely check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Caps RX Podcast. Um, go like our page, like our content. We greatly appreciate it. All right. So now let's get back to this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Jovan Lizzo. 
And for today's episode, as I stated earlier, we'll be talking about jobs slash careers. Okay, so like I said, I've been getting a lot of questions lately um, from current residents, PGY1s or PGY2s, like when's the best time to apply for a job? What resources did I use? So I decided to do an episode today kind of focusing on this, all right? So the first thing I would say about when to apply I think January is the best time. So right now, honestly, Uh, the reason is because when you're applying early, usually those are jobs that they know that they need to fill. So if they're posting something now in January for something that they need, then that means they probably need it filled by in three months time. So maybe in March, April. So what they what I experienced was, hey, we really like you. We're willing to to hold this off. So if, if you go into the interview, you sell yourself well, and you like the place and they like you, then they'll be more than willing to kind of hold that spot for you as soon as you're done with your residency. So you'll be able to kind of transition right into that. Now, if you're looking for something where you kind of get a break between your residency into before going into work, that might be something where you want to push off a little bit, maybe start searching more in like March. But for me, I wanted to work right away. So I would recommend starting to look in January because then you start getting your interviews in in February and March. And then by that time, they finalize their decision and then they can go ahead and have everything set up for you to go ahead um, and be a part of their team. Because of course, you're gonna have to go through HR, you're gonna have to go through um, file some paperwork, they're gonna have to do background checks, you might have to do drug tests. So there's gonna be so many different things that you're gonna have to do. And you can start doing it while you're in your current residency. Okay, and then complete that. And then the whole process will be done before you go in. Um, and keep in mind, if you're thinking about working for a VA, that's something where that process could take or uh, excuse me, let me not even say just the VA, but anytime you're thinking about taking a government job, those processes, as far as application, background checks, paperwork, that stuff could take months, okay, two to three months. So if you go ahead and apply now in January, by February, you probably have your interview, by March, they make a decision, it could take them like four months before everything gets finalized. And so if your residency finishes in in June, Three months from from March is July, or sorry, four months from from March would be July, and then you could have a little break in June and then start in July. So that's why you know it's beneficial, especially depending on the type of job you're looking for. So if it's a government type of job, I highly recommend you start looking now. Um, and it doesn't have to be with the VA; it could be with um, the Navy, it could be uh, with 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 a naval base, it can be with different, just any type of government job, the FDA, different things like that. Like you definitely want to start applying now. Um, or if you're looking to go ahead and start as soon as your residency is done, I think end of January, beginning February is the best time to start searching for your jobs for the reasons that I listed before. Um, and it also helps those companies really like lock you in because they understand that if they wait closer to the end of residency, um, a lot of these residents, it's going to be a lot more applications, a lot more people to, to file through. And then those, the people that are applying are also applying to a lot more jobs, right? Because this is when all the job applications are going to be posted closer to that summertime, closer to the end of residency. So you'll also be having a lot more options at that time. So the ones that I feel like post early in January and February, from my experience, were the ones that were the most serious. Um, and I had more interview opportunities with them than the ones who posted 
later um, in the year, posting more till, uh, let's say, the ones that posted probably in like May or June, they probably weren't ready to meet and go through the whole interview process until like August. And it's like by then I already made a decision. <laughs> so that's something where um, you want to keep in mind, like they're usually trying to plan these things out because they know one of their workers might be retiring. One of the workers might be going on maternity, maternity leave. One of the pharmacists might be uh, taking another um, might be doing a career switch and different things like that. So that's something that's that's important that I want you guys um, to keep in mind when you're applying for these things. So apply early. I highly recommend it. And if they truly like you, they'll wait and they'll try to lock you in. Um, so if you say, hey, you know, residency finishes in June, but I want to start in July, most likely they'll be okay with that. They'll give you maybe like a week or two off. So that's just something to, to, to think about. Okay. So now... As far as the websites that I use to look for a job, because I've also been getting this question a lot, I honestly only used one, two websites, excuse me, two websites. My favorite was Indeed, so I just used Indeed.com. I went in, logged in, um, uploaded my CV. Of course, you know, you want to go through your CV, add everything on there. I uploaded my CV to it. Um, and some of the job applications, it was very easy. They would just kind of like, I would literally log in and just like click apply and they would just send all my info. Or sometimes it would take me to the direct website where I'd have to fill out applications. So I would do Indeed. Okay. That was like the easiest platform for me. Easiest one to filter through because you could do it by um, job. So for me, I was mainly looking for uh, ambulatory care jobs or any pharmacy jobs in Florida. Um, so for me, I would type in like ambulatory care pharmacist. And then I would remove like the search restrictions because you can restrict it to Florida, to certain locations. You can even restrict it to like a 25 mile radius to a city. So you could do like, oh, Orlando, Florida, uh, within a 25 mile radius. So I didn't have like a specific location I wanted to stay in, but I knew if I was going to do Amcare, I'd, I'd do it anywhere. But if I was going to work clinical, I wanted to stay in Florida. So that's kind of what I did. So ambulatory care, um, pharmacist, I would search that no state, no nothing. And then it would just pull up a list and then I would just filter it by the newest ones and just apply. If I thought the job was interesting or in a city that I liked, if it was, Oh, Nashville, Tennessee, I've heard great things. Let me apply there. Um, Oh, okay. Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I've been there before. seems like an interesting city. It's pretty cold, but let me see how things go. So then apply there. I've applied to a place in Delaware. Uh, I applied to a place in Oregon. Um, so it's like you can see the different opportunities that come up. And um, same thing if you just want like a clinical position, you can type in like clinical pharmacist. And then you can search it by the state. You could just do Florida if you wanted to. And then it'll pull up all the ones in Florida. And same thing, I, I would search by the newest ones. And then just start applying there. And what I would do would uh, was um, I would try to dedicate 30 minutes a day. Because the application process honestly does not take long. It probably takes about 10 to 20 minutes if it's when they have to go to the website and fill out. If it's one where you just have to upload your CV and send the info and then they contact you through um, Indeed, that literally takes like three to five minutes. So I could apply to two to three jobs a day just by doing about 30 minutes. Um and I highly recommend applying to a lot of jobs. I applied to a lot of places. Um, also got a lot of interviews, but that's because of that. So it's like, it's one of those where you really do want to apply to a lot. If I had to guess, I probably applied to like, um, 
50 plus places if, if I had to, to give a number on it. And with that, that'll give you an opportunity to see like the different places that are interested in you and things like that and kind of help you gain how much you're worth and your value. So I highly recommend applying to a lot of places. If it seems interesting, you never know where your career might take you. So just apply and, and kind of go with the flow. So that's what I would recommend. Number one is using Indeed. Search by um, the title. And then if you have a specific location, add that in and you can put the mile radius, the city, the state, whatever you need. Another website that I did use, um, now that I'm thinking about it, is USA Jobs. Now that is something that you could use for uh, the VA positions, okay? So the, I wouldn't really find any VA jobs on um, Indeed. They did have a couple sprinkled in there, but usually by the time it went to Indeed, it was very late in the process, um, meaning it's already been posted for like maybe a month or so before it went on Indeed. So for the so if you're interested in working for a VA um, or a government job, I would go to usajobs.com and go ahead and, and search for like clinical pharmacist or pharmacist, whatever you're interested in. Um, sometimes typing pharmacist is easiest because then you don't, all the, all the different careers will have something pharmacist in it. So it might say, sometimes when you search clinical pharmacist, it may not pull up the position because the position title might have been like clinical staff. So sometimes it's better to just put pharmacist and just search by that. So that way you have more options and then you can just kind of weed out from there. Um, so if you're interested in, in a government job, I recommend looking at USA Jobs. Um, that's going to be your best resource for that. But anything else indeed worked perfectly fine. Now, I know there's other options out there. I've never used LinkedIn, but you can search for jobs on LinkedIn. Sometimes you'll have recruiters contact you on LinkedIn. I've had that before. Uh, so that's another resource to have. So if you don't have a LinkedIn, go ahead and create one, make it a professional profile, start being a little bit active on there, post at least once a week um, on there, and then people can kind of see your activity and you can let them know that you're interested in a job on LinkedIn, and that'll kind of help the recruiters on there contact you. Uh, some other websites that I haven't used, but I know pharmacists who have used them and help them get them a job is uh, monster.com and also ZipRecruiter. So you can use ZipRecruiter, monster.com, LinkedIn as some other options, but to me, honestly, all I needed was Indeed and USA Jobs, and it worked perfectly fine for me. Another thing you can do if you know a specific career or excuse me, a specific company you want to work for, for example, if you want to work for HCA, if you want to work for um, Baycare, uh, if you know you want to work for um, Baptist, like certain companies, you can always go to that company's website, go to careers and search for a job that way, too. Because sometimes they, they'll probably post it on their career site first before going to Indeed. And I've also noticed that. So that's something that you can do if you're interested in working for a specific company. Um, that will help you. Or if that company has many locations. So I know HCAs, they're all over, all over, um, not only all over Florida, but all over the nation. So that's something where I actually uh, did go to HCA just, just to check out some of the different locations and I saw an interesting job in North Carolina and I applied to it and I had an interview with them um, and so that's something that you could also do as a resource is go to like a company site and then apply uh, go to the careers and then search for pharmacist jobs and then you can either filter it by state or you could just 
go through all the options and be like, oh, okay, maybe it'll be interesting to live in North Carolina or um, Oregon or Texas or anything like that. So those are what I would recommend. So number one, Indeed. Number two, USA Jobs, if you're interested in working for uh, um, the VA or a government position. And then three, go to the healthcare corporations like website, um, go to the careers, and then go ahead and uh, search for jobs that way. All right. Now, um, I don't want to touch too much on this episode about like why to apply. We like why to apply to certain places and certain things to look for. There was an episode that I did with one of my colleagues, um, uh, season seven, episode six with Dr. Madison Dubill. And we kind of talked about the interview process and things like that. So if you want like more information on that, check out that episode. Or if you want me to kind of redo it and provide some more value and some more tips, please let me know. And I have no problem doing another episode on that, but definitely just some minor things that I want you guys to think about first. Um, before applying for a job and I'll explain why later uh, with some statistics is that I want you to think about the growth of the company okay when you're looking for a job you want to see if for you if you feel like you want to move up into an admin role or um, if you want to go vertical into different positions you want to see if that company has that opportunity for you If there's a lot of growth that could happen in that company or a lot of growth as in more jobs right in case you want to transition into a different um, type of pharmacist role. So that's something that you want to make sure that's, that's there. Um, another thing that might be valuable if you love traveling would be the ability to transfer. So, you know, the VAs, they're all over and it's very easy for you to transfer because you only have to practice under your one state's license. So you don't have to get a new state license, but let's say, you know, for right now, maybe personal family issues, you have to stay in Florida, but you know, your dream was to always live in Arizona then you might want to search for a company that already has, you know, um, has a job or has job opportunities in Arizona. So that way, whenever you're ready to go there, you can say, hey, you know, you can talk to your boss, see if there's any opportunities for you to transfer over there because it'll just make the process so much easier. Uh, me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the application process and having to go through all the interviews and all that. So sometimes it can make it a lot easier to just get kind of get transferred through a company rather than having to start from ground zero, re-edit the CV, um, do the interview process again and all that. So those are some things I would highly recommend you think about when you're applying to these places and before you commit is like, what is the growth of the company? And if you wanted to possibly transfer in the future, what is that ability? Is it easy for you to go from one place to another place? All right. Um, a couple other tips that I definitely want you guys to keep in mind is, uh, and I, I kind of suffered through this was with, I, I have an iPhone. So with the iPhones, it would block all the random numbers. So luckily they would leave voicemails whenever the recruiter would call me, but I would miss out on a lot of phone calls from recruiters because my iPhone would think it's just a random spam call. So you want to make sure you're turning that off because it's going to be a lot of random numbers that call you. Um, and your phone might think that it's spam. So you definitely want to make sure your voicemail is not full. Number one, make sure that voicemail is not full. Number two, make sure your voicemail is also professional. So actually, we should probably make that number one. Number one, make sure your voicemail is professional. Number two, make sure you have room for the voicemail. Okay. Number three, make sure to remove that spam or, or blocking 
phone numbers because trust me, they're going to probably call you more than email you. So it's a lot easier to just get somebody on the phone. You can hear their voice. You can have like a brief conversation. And sometimes even when they call you, just to let you know like they're interested, they might do a quick phone screen. So that's something that you want to keep in mind. You want to have your, your phone. Um, you want to have your phone able to receive the phone calls and not blocking those numbers. All right. And then make sure whenever you're you're emailing, um, whenever you put in your email, I'd recommend putting your personal, um, not your workplace email. Uh, so that way, you know, you're not getting a whole bunch of like job opportunities sent to your workplace email. And uh, certain people think that you're staying at that job. But the next thing you know, you're leaving. So keep in mind also to try to put in your, your personal email. Make sure it's a professional one. Um, you know, you can, if you don't have one, you can create one very easy. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gmail, so you can just create one, um, whatever you want to title it, maybe first initial last name at gmail.com. Keep it simple and you can just have this for the job opportunity. So that way, if they are more of an email place or they want to email you different things like the itinerary for the interview and stuff like that, um, or some, some, um, things for the inter interview that you might need to prepare. Uh, definitely, definitely, I highly recommend creating a professional email. All right, so professional voicemail. Um, make sure you have room on your voicemail. N make sure to remove the ability to block those random numbers, and then um, make sure to have a person. You're using your personal email, not your work email. So that's four t quick tips that I want you guys to um, make sure you do when once you start applying for these jobs. All right, and then now I want to kind of transition and talk about pharmacy as a career okay so i decided to to pull up some statistics and kind of look into some things um just to kind of give you all a glimpse of where pharmacy is headed so looking at the borough of labor and statistics um they project that employment growth from pharmacy from the year 2021 to 2031 is 2.4 percent okay and this is stuff you can go ahead and google you can fact check me, go to Google, search um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, pull them up. You can go ahead in there and search pharmacists and it'll show you this. So 2.4% employment growth is what they're expecting. And in that period, so in the next, within the next 10 years, okay, they're anticipating that about 7,700 jobs should open up. So that might seem like a lot, but unfortunately, the national average for job growth between 2021 and 2031 is 4%. I repeat, the national average for job growth by the Bureau of Labor and Statistics from 2021 and 2031, and this is averaged out across all jobs, all careers, is 4%. But pharmacy is only expected to grow 2.4%. So we're going to have a decline in growth, okay? So that might be a little bit problematic because of what ACPE has kind of put out. So for those of you that don't know, ACPE is the Accreditation Council for Pharmacy Education. So they're kind of like the people that we use to get our CE credit. So the Accreditation Council for Pharmacy Education stated as of January 2021, there's 140 pharmacy schools in the U.S. Okay. And... That means that there was an increase of 60 schools from 2000. So in 2000, there was um, only 80 schools, all right? In, in 2000, the year 2000, there was only 80 schools. In the year January 2021, there became 140. So that means there's more pharmacy schools. That means they're pushing out more pharmacy students, but less job opportunities for those students. 
okay? Because there's not going to be that high of a growth for these opportunities. So you definitely want to apply early, okay? That's one of the reasons why I wanted to definitely talk about this. You want to apply early. You want to try to lock in the job that you want so that way you're not stuck being unemployed for too long of a period, okay? Because I know we all have the student loans. We got we to gotta pay. Um, you might be thinking about starting a family. You might be wanting to get married. All these different big goals that you've always had and you've had to sacrifice and put on hold to finish your career. Trust me, I know. I did this. It's important to lock in the job. So if you know you need to be employed, you know your residency has a has a deadline it has an end time you know it will finish in june or july then that means you know you have to go get a job so that means you should know you should apply early okay do not wait trust me you will thank me later when you apply early all right so apply as early as possible to go get those jobs and now with that information being said i do want to mention that pharmacy is in a very interesting time period i would say as far as where will we be heading in the future what's going on and so that's why i think it's also beneficial to kind of be strategic about the certain type of jobs you want um i don't have the statistics in front of me but i've noticed just from just from just noticing some things in the news and, and talking to some colleagues that it seems like retail is slowly losing some, some positions for, for pharmacists, right? So it seems like retail, there's less positions in that, but there's more positions coming up in other opportunities. So the job growth isn't ma matching the national average. It's 2.4%. So that for pharmacy, whereas the national average is 4%. Okay. There's more pharmacy students being produced every year okay so less job opportunities but i think in the future there will be more job opportunities in certain fields and i wanted to make sure i share that with you guys um but before the end of this episode so some of the opportunities for job growth i'm from what i've been seeing it seems like a lot of healthcare companies are starting to have more and more roles so whether it's managed care whether it's like an ambulatory care pharmacist adding to the staff I see Humana, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I, we interviewed um, Dr. Billy Sism and, and doc, Dr. Amy Christensen um, about managed care, about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas City, if you want to tune into that. Um, I have some colleagues that work at um, different managed care pharmacies, different health insurances, and I'm noticing that they're noticing the value and the importance of having a ambulatory care pharmacist on staff. So really, essentially, it's just ambulatory care, but I think basically any role within a health insurance company i think is starting to become more and more beneficial for pharmacists so that's something where you know if you're looking for what career might be a good one and you're unsure of which career path to go down maybe look at managed care okay i think that would be a pretty good role to look into maybe look at ambulatory care because ambulatory care the beauty about this is that you can work in so many different um settings you can work ambulatory care outpatient in a hospital setting you can work ambulatory care outpatient within a doctor's clinic okay you could also do the same thing working for a health care um with a health insurance company excuse me so those are all different things that you can do um and, and play a role in right so i think ambulatory care would be a very um it's a booming industry, I would say, for pharmacy. So that's something that I would definitely say to look into. You can look at ambulatory care. You can look at managed care. 
Um, another thing I'm starting to see is more and more freestanding EDs. So maybe becoming a, an emergency medicine pharmacist might be a good career path to go down. Another one might be transitions of care. It seems like certain um, corporations, I know BayCare has, has a lot of TLC pharmacists on their staff. So certain um, corporations are starting to see the benefit of having a TLC pharmacist, a transitions of care pharmacist. So that might be a, a career path that if um, interests you or if you're unsure about as a pharmacy student, I would recommend looking into. So TLC or transitions of care, ambulatory care, managed care, and even um, through managed care, you could do prior auths. Um, there's, there's so many different things. So within managed care, there's so many different roles um, under it. Uh, freestanding ED. And then I think this one's just, just throwing it out there. I don't know for a fact, but I think maybe even doing unique positions, something like an information technology. I can see there being more roles as we incorporate more technology into pharmacy. <clears throat> Excuse me, as, a <clears throat> as I'm losing my voice here. <clears throat> as we incorporate more technology into pharmacy, I can see IT or information technology being a big role for pharmacists. So that's something that you, you might want to see as, you know, the world becomes more tech heavy. You think pharmacy is going to stay behind or do you think pharmacy is going to become more tech heavy? probably going to be more tech heavy. So probably getting involved in information technology could also be a very beneficial role as a pharmacist. And then just look out for any innovative opportunities, you know, um, Amazon kind of coming into the, the pharmacy field. Maybe there'll be other big tech companies that kind of come into this role also. So that's something that you can kind of keep in mind is just as a pharmacy student, I want you to think and don't be like, oh, I have to go work at CVS, I have to do retail, or I have to go work in the hospital setting, or I have to go do research. There's so many opportunities that are coming. And yeah, there is a decline in, in job opportunities. But I do believe there will be a growth within the profession, if that makes sense. So there might be less jobs available. Okay. But there will be growth as a new type of opportunities within the field of pharmacy. So those are just some of the things I wanted to mention on today's episode. So to kind of just recap it very, very briefly, highly recommend using Indeed. If you're looking for jobs, use Indeed. Type in pharmacist, clinical pharmacist, inventory care pharmacist, managed care pharmacist, whatever you're looking for, type it in. Search by state, search by area. And then go ahead and, and filter it and sort it by newest and then go ahead and apply in that order if you're interested. Another thing to use is USA Jobs. If you're interested in working um, for the VA or any government positions, you'll probably find that information there first before Indeed. So Indeed, USA Jobs, two websites I highly recommend if you're looking for jobs. And also go to, as a third choice, third option, go to the careers website of a healthcare company. If you're interested in bake or you're interested in uh, HCA. You know this is what you want. Go ahead and, and um, search in those careers and then apply. One to apply, right? Now. <laughs> apply now. January, I think, is the best time. Um, January, February, this is the best time to apply. Because the people that are posting it now, those are, those are companies that know, hey, we're going to lose um, maybe a staff member or a staff member or two in like three or four months. They're going to be taking a new role. They're going to retire or whatever. So they want to lock you in. Well, I don't finish my residency until June, Joven. Why would I apply now? Well, because if they like you, they'll wait. They'll figure it out. Trust me. They told me that. <laughs> so if they like you and you like them and you feel like it's the right one, 
then they'll go ahead and lock you in. You'll go ahead and have all the paperwork done in time. Everything should be processed so that way you're not missing out on any paychecks. You'll be able to go right into that job and not have to sit and wait. Like some people I know because the process to to get everything filled out, especially for like any government positions, this could take three to five months for you to get everything processed, all the background checks and all that stuff. So it's a long, long, daunting process. So the earlier you can do it, the better. So definitely January, early February best time to apply go ahead and get it done um and things to think about is the growth of the company um ability to transfer if you want to move around a little bit um what type of plans they have for the future you know things like that and then if you want some more information some more info about like the actual interview process and things like that you can listen to season seven episode six that i had with uh dr madison dubill we kind of talked about like our experiences going through the interview um process and and how different it was from residency and and things like that and if you want more information on this you can just message me all right you can message me on instagram at new underscore caps rx podcast you can message me on tiktok at caps rx podcast um facebook linkedin you can find me. I'm everywhere. <laughs> All right. I'm not hiding. You can find me. Just message me if you have any questions or if you want or if you want like a, a new episode on like the interview process, just let me know. And then last but not least, just keep in mind that the the statistics that, that I spoke about earlier, that the Bureau of Labor and Statistics projects a 2.4 percent employment growth for pharmacists between 2021 and 2031, which is lower than the national average of 4 percent. OK. So there's not going to be as much growth. There's more pharmacy students coming out. So it's going to eventually um, come to a come to an interesting time where we're going to have a lot of pharmacists and maybe not enough jobs for all of them. So it's important to think about the company you're working for, the opportunities for growth within that company, and things like that um, when it comes to your career. And then last but not least, like I said, uh, be kind of creative. As a student, I'd, I'd recommend being creative. Don't think about okay, I'm only going to be a retail pharmacist, a hospital pharmacist, research pharmacist. Like, there's so many other positions out there. So kind of keep your mind open. Think about managed care. Think about inventory care services. Think about um, emergency medicine. Think about transitions of care. Um, oncology is another field that, that's really growing. So you can think about oncology. Um, and just think about different innovative opportunities, maybe through information technology, maybe something can happen there or through Amazon or some of these other big tech companies that are trying to get into the healthcare space. So you don't have to limit yourself is basically what I'm saying. Be creative, think about things, explore different avenues. As a student, this is your time. And even if you're not a student, if you're a pharmacist or a resident, it's never too late. Use your connections. If you work in a hospital, there's probably an IT pharmacist that works there. Talk to them if you're interested in that or or talk to other people. See if you can shadow in your free time. Um, I know I, I personally did this, um, trying to learn more about um, something that I was kind of interested in. So, you know, half the time they'll be excited to, to give you the opportunity to learn more. And then if a job opportunity opens up, then wow, they already know you. They've been training you. They've been working with you in this department. They'll probably just hire you. Okay. So never forget about the, the opportunity to just show up at a place and ask them if, if you can shadow, if you can learn from them, if it's something that you're interested in for free. They'll greatly appreciate it. And if an opportunity comes up, trust me, they'll be reaching out to you. All right. So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, thank you so much. And once again, um, please, 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 if you have any questions, comments, concerns, 
anything we can do for you, just reach out to us on Instagram. Um, go ahead and follow our page, like our content um, at new underscore caps rx podcast on instagram all the other everything else is caps rx podcast okay we got locked out of our old instagram account so we had to create a new one so that's why on instagram it's at new underscore caps rx podcast everything else is caps rx podcast tiktok facebook linkedin um you'll find us everywhere all right thank you so much guys